Welcome to Wealthy Muslim Women Podcast, a resource for Muslim women to learn about money, how to create it, grow it, and to protect it. Money is easy. All that's needed is the right mindset. I'm your host, Dr. Saima Ali, with life coaching tools to truly help you create wealth in all areas of your life. Assalamu alaikum, Zeba and Uzma. First, I'd like to thank you for making the time today for coming on this episode. And as you both know, I'm a new mom to a four month old, and I've really been missing from the whole podcast world. But when you reached out to me about this topic, it just sounded so amazing. And I got so excited. And I just had to put something together as quickly as we can. <laughs> and, you know, I usually release my episodes on a Friday, and this is the last Friday of Ramadan. And I want to get this episode released before the end of Ramadan. So inshallah, I'll try to get it out to my editor today and release it as soon as I can. Now, exciting. Yep. Now, first, before we get to the actual topic, can you please both um, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, and why you do it, and then we'll get to today's topic. Here, go first, Zeba. So my name is Zeba Hassan. Um, I am one of the hosts of Mommy Well Muslim podcast, which is ended, started off as a passion project, and now it's all consuming, which of course is such a blessing because, you know, when you're following your passion, it never feels like work. I am a mama of four, 17, 15, 10, and eight. But when you don't see me like either homeschooling, doing my own school, doing the podcast, doing my parenting, coaching, I am on the basketball and baseball fields. So that's kind of like me in a nutshell. And I really appreciate you bringing us on to talk about this amazing, amazing topic that Uzma and I are super excited about. All right. Assalamualaikum. My name is Uzma Jaffrey. I am also a mom of four, almost 13, 11, 10, and 6. So our kids are pretty close, Zeba and mine. I am a mom doc and co-host of Mommy Well Muslim Podcast with Zeba. And I do the podcast because I feel like it's become an accidental way to do dawah. But it was, and the intention was and remains that we mobilize our generation of American Muslims for the future and preparing better resources for the current parents in dealing with our Muslim specific issues and then preparing our next generations um, for lasting success. Inshallah. Inshallah and Amin. Amin. I love listening to you guys and love your podcast. I think you two are the pioneers of Muslim woman podcast movement. So that's amazing. Um, now, so we'll go towards our topic and you can probably tell by the title that it's all about giving. And um, I, I'll tell you about a vision that I have for the future about creating an organization or a fund. And it has certain numbers of criteria that it must meet. And I'll tell you, Uzma, when you were talking about your, it came pretty much so, so close to it that <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's out there. Yes, it's totally out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my criteria for creating an organization were that, first of all, it has to be like very, very transparent. Mm -hmm. And really, I, I personally would want so much transparency that if we could put 
like a serial number on each dollar and you could trace. <laughs> that's illegal. You, <laughs> that, that's something I would want that you could literally trace your dollar to see exactly how it's growing and how it's helping feed people or build wells or do whatever that the amazing work that a dollar can do. And I would like, I, I would have a vision of collecting the zakat money. Like, Alhamdulillah, as a community, we have so much money. Um, oh. Alhamdulillah. But it's not being spent right. And as you had said too, and I would like to collect the zakat money, put it into a fund where it gets invested and it grows. And that in turn ends up creating almost like Sadiqa Jaria because the money is growing. It's not just sitting there. And each year, a percentage is going out to help people. Yes. So I've done that for my personal money where you can create a donor advised fund to different charity groups and uh, donate through that. But I want you to talk about the model that you are working with now and how it's, you know, so close to this. Love it. I was yeah. going to take it away, my love. Um, yeah. So I, everything that you're speaking is our love language right now. And we see ourselves getting there rather quickly um, with the help of, you know, experts like yourself and your audience members who are a lot more financially savvy than the average Muslim woman. I mean, let's just face it. Most of us outsource this kind of work, the financial work of the household, of our own professions, because I don't like dealing with money. I don't like dealing with money. We're so not confident with it. But when it comes to giving, we give it so freely because it's part of our part and parcel of our faith and our culture. And while we're giving it freely, we're not necessarily giving it responsibly and we're definitely not giving it sustainably. We're doing what we call wishing well donations. And that's not good because it's not a Sadaka Jaya, right? It just, it's going in and it's being spent and it's done and it's not growing. It's not doing anything like everything that you teach on this podcast, grow your money. This is how you grow your money or this is an alternative way to grow your money. It's not just for our personal use, but for our charitable uses as well, we need to grow our money. So the American Muslim Women's Giving Circle in particular is one pathway to growing our charitable funds. And what this entails is a group of like-minded women who also want to give very responsibly and impactfully. Because if I gave $1,000 one time to a charity, they got $1,000. That's not bad. But if a bunch of my friends got together and each of us gave $1,000, that charity is going to bank and they're going to be able to do more for the population that they serve, which is probably going to be members of our community, our Muslim families, which is everything that Zeba and I care about, particularly on our podcast. So the American Muslim Women's Giving Circle was launched this year in partnership with the American Muslim Community Foundation, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But we're looking for like-minded women who are going to donate $420 one time by June 30th. And so as of June 30th, we'll find out exactly what our total amount will be based on the number of women who contribute. Now, $420 technically, I'm going to say, quote unquote, buys you a vote. I don't want to make it sound like a corrupt system, but everybody who is donating now gets a vote. And that's important because as of July, nonprofits and charities are going to be applying for that total pool of funding. And that giving circle of women is going to vote on the top three nonprofits that they want to fund this year. So that vote will occur in August and the checks will be distributed in September because as of 2020 and during the pandemic, nonprofit 
expenditure did not decrease. It in fact increased, but their funding sources decreased by 30%. So a lot of them are struggling to keep their doors open. So this is kind of a crisis management year for us. Long-term, what we would like to do is as a Giving Circle Collective, we would like to open you know, our own collective donor advised fund, as you said, and grow that money for posterity, legacy, continuous uh, charity, the Sadaqah Jariya that we were talking about, so that we can continue to fund a percentage every year, but also continue to grow this money, build foundations, endowments, and trusts for some of these nonprofits that we cannot survive without, that we need to grow for our children. Um, and that's kind of the American Muslim Women's Giving Circle in a nutshell. That's amazing. Um, so who are these women who started the American Woman Giving Circle? I know you're part of it. I saw your name as one of the board members. Uh, I'm not familiar with the other names. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Yeah. So the other two people are are kind of more savvy about the giving circles because they have participated in giving circles throughout the years. And one of them, Monica Feel, actually tried to start one in Dallas and then um, decided that rather than splintering off and just creating one that was specific to the Dallas area, let's create one on a national level because that way we can recruit more women all across the country. That way nonprofits all across the country are incentivized to apply because we want to make sure that we help everybody everywhere, not just in our locale. Although giving circles have historically been locally locally funding charities, we would, again, our, we're looking for the long term. We're looking at the next generation, right? So we want to make sure that we're not just funding local, we're funding at the national level so that there's no Muslim left untouched by the good that these charities are doing. Um, and then, as you said, Zeba and I joined the leadership because we've been so excited about it and cheerleading so much about it that they were like, hey, do you want to come on board and help us recruit members and like, you know, um, give information sessions and all of that? We were like, absolutely, 110 percent. We are on board because in some way, shape or form, we've been um, philanthropists a lot of our adult lives um, and we just wanted to learn how to do it better. And we think this is really the way to do it. I agree. And then I personally was not even aware of the whole concept of giving circle. And I loved how you explained it to me in a very Desi language. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it's basically getting together, pooling the money of a group of people and using that money to help help a charity that we're going to pick. Um, how does one join? Where, where would one go to make this contribution and become a member? Well, I think you can go to the website, right, Uzma? Um, yeah. The one thing I did want to clarify, it's 420 as the the minimum, right? But if you wanted to donate more, mm-hmm. you can. Okay. So I want people to know that. Yeah. <laughs> so 420 <laughs> is the bare minimum, which meaning like students can do it. You can divide it up quarterly, like because there's an option to do that as well. So we're trying to be as democratic with the process as possible, meaning you don't have to be, you know, super, super wealthy to don't, you can do as small as, and you can give as much as. So I I do want to clarify that. Um, And I think the website is AMC, amuslimcf.org backslash women's GC. 
um, and that will take you directly to the landing page of the American Muslim Women's Giving Circle and that's where you can register and I'm glad that um, Zeba clarified that you know I, I think when I was a student $420 would be hard for me even doing that on uh, a four-part installment $105 each installment would also have been very difficult for me so I probably would have put $20 towards the pool that just means that you know I'm getting all the baraka and the hasana for all the good that happens with my $20 towards um, funding these nonprofits, I just don't get to vote in August. If I want to vote, then I'm going to give 420. Now, giving more than 420, you still just get one vote because we want to make sure that everybody is, like Zeba said, on a democratic standing. Everybody has equity in this particular model. So uh, when you were talking about transparency early, that is, I think, made very clear in our agreements and our presentations to everybody. Okay, so you can give as less or as more as you want. So $10 minimum, whatever you can afford. Whatever you can, yeah. Whatever you can or more. Okay. But I mean, supposing you're, you know, involved with nonprofit work or volunteering with a nonprofit, I mean, you have an incentive to get your nonprofit more money. And certainly if you're the founder of a nonprofit, you want to make sure that you tell all your girlfriends about it and say, I need you guys all to join and I need you guys all to vote for me in August. Um, so we're hoping to reach the ears of nonprofits and charities in doing the circuit of running around and telling everybody about the Women's Giving Circle because we think that the nonprofits talking to their donors, their regular donors and supporters and saying, hey, you know, we have uh, a potential to get tens of thousands of dollars as of August and keep our doors open, keep doing our good work. Would y'all please join? And for $420, I mean, you really can't beat that. I would definitely throw that down for the nonprofits that I love and care for. Yes. So, and the vote is to select the nonprofit that will get this pooled money. Yeah. This year, the American Muslim Women's Giving Circle is choosing three nonprofits. So the one, they're going to rank them uh, once they vote. And so the one that ranks first will get 50% of the total pool of money. The next one will get 30% and the third highly ranked one will get 20% of the pooled funds. So what we're doing this year is because it's brand new and a lot of people like yourself had not heard of giving circles, we're having to do a lot of education and build trust with the community at large, especially women who you know haven't heard of us, haven't heard of giving circles. Um, so we're dispersing 100% of the funds this year. And then by when these giving circle members are able to see, oh, wow, like, look at all the good that we were able to do to these for these nonprofits. Let's stay on. Let's continue to be members and let's put another $420 in next year. But now we would like to talk to them and say, hey, can we like put a percentage of that into a collective donor advice fund so that that can grow? And then in 2022, we can continue to immediately fund any other nonprofits that need help based on a vote or, you know, based on an emergency crisis basis but always um, democratically decided upon by the entire group. Okay, I'm so glad you mentioned that the 100% of the money will be going to the donations this mm -hmm. year. This year. And uh, that's one of the really important things that I look at when selecting an org organization to donate to, like what their admin fees are. And a lot of times you cannot 
avoid admin fees no. and expenses. One of the organizations that I came across um, was Ummah Welfare Trust. It's a UK-based uh, charity. Actually, it's not registered with IRS. But they have, uh, I, I'm not familiar with them personally, but on their website, they have 100% uh, donation listed because what they're doing is investing the money and using the some 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 of those investments to pay their expenses and giving 100% of the donations to the people. So can you tell us what the admin fees may be later and what they are used for typically? Zeva, do you want to take that? As of right now, there's no admin fees, right? Because we're all volunteering our time, our energy and our effort. We can't say what the future is going to be um, because we are in the process of starting it. But, you know, Usman and I have been a part of organizations where, you know, we're volunteers and we see that things were not, you know, we're not going to name names because everybody's doing what they can. But there have been times where, you know, we're both kind of in a situation where we're like, mm, I probably wouldn't have done it this way. Or do we really need to put that expenditure in there? So our goal and part of the, the reason why um, we have joined uh, it's so, so wholeheartedly as individuals and as, you know, the face of Mommy Well Muslim is because we really, really feel that this particular organization is going to be extremely mindful of that. Because um, the transparency for both of us was extremely important, one. And two, the you know responsibility of distribution of funds and expenses is another big factor. So everything that we're going to look at going forward, obviously, this is our pioneer year. So our, you know, our inaugural year. So we're going to figure that out. But I can't, wouldn't, I can't say we're not going to have any expenses, right? But we're going to try to keep it as minimally, um, as minimal as possible. And part of donating or putting it in this donor advice fund, like you said, is that the 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 way that that grows, the money that we put in will also go towards expenses. So then the actual principal amount will still be distributed. Um, I would say 100% towards whatever charitable organizations that the group actually ends up voting on. Mm. I, I would like to clarify that with the $420 donation that we're asking of um, voting members, uh, the $400 is actually going into the pool and the $20 is an admin fee for the American Muslim Community Foundation, which is the financial is institution we've partnered with. They're a nonprofit um, and they do all of the uh, IRS verification of these charities to make sure that they're IRS compliant, to make sure that they're not on any um, CVE or counter violence, terrorism, extremism watch list, which is really important as Muslims because yes. we all know what has happened in the last 20 years to Muslim charities who had any kind of association with anything shady overseas. So we don't want to get in trouble. And so that $20 admin fee goes to the American Muslim Community Foundation because it's not like the old community-based savings program where one of us is holding the money or it's in our bank account. No, because then that wouldn't be transparent. So when we're going on the amuslimcf.org backslash women's GC, website and we're registering for the American Muslim Women's Giving Circle, we're putting our $420 in there and that is going directly to American Muslim Community Foundation, which is going to hold that money until the vote happens in August. And then they're writing those three checks in September to the nonprofits. And at the end of the year, they're giving us one nice little receipt, one tidy little receipt that has all three nonprofits on there. And guess what? Because AMCF is a nonprofit, 
our um, donation, $420 donation is tax deductible. And obviously, if you give more than that, that is tax deductible. Um, now, what I do want to say is with the uh, Muslim uh, American Muslim Community Foundation, what they have offered is if any of the Giving Circle members would like to open their own individual donor advised funds, there is no $20 admin fee to the Giving Circle. And to open a donor advised fund with the American Muslim Community Foundation, it requires a minimum contribution of $2,500. You can do as much as you want. I myself have done a little bit more than that on the donor advised fund because what I would like to see is it growing so that next year, if we do a good job and convince all of the members, hey, let's have a collective donor advised fund whereby all of our donor advised funds are uh, cumulative and they grow together, I will already have a head start or my money will always already have a head start and then I'll have a little bit more to put into it next year, inshallah. That's really amazing. And yes, again, some of the admin fees are really unavoidable. So it's not that you avoid giving to a charity just because they have some admin fees. There's websites to run. They need to hire other people who are more, who may be more specialized in certain things. So it's not always um, avoidable. And uh, that's amazing that you can open up a donor advice fund with them and uh, avoid the fee as well. Now, can you tell me a little bit about these funds? Uh, I'm not too familiar. And it's, it's more of um, halal funds. They are, uh, what, what, what do they pick and why this organization that you guys are working with? Uh, you mean why, uh, who does the American the Muslim Community Foundation choose for the donor advice yes. funding? Yeah. yeah. I don't know the specific investments that they make, but they're all Sharia compliant. They're all halal. So that would be like no tobacco, no firearms, no alcohol, no pornography, all of that stuff that is important to us as Muslims to make sure that they choose. And that's one of the reasons why we don't play all the stocks, why we don't join every single mutual fund. I think when I was back in college, I joined like the only halal mutual fund that was available at the time and made like a 3% return in like five or six years. So it wasn't awful, but you know, it was kind of my first taste of it. So what I really appreciate about the AMCF and their investment policy is they're very clear on their website. Like, hey, you know, because this is Sharia compliant, we're going to invest to the best of our ability, but you may have a profit or there may be a loss sometimes, but that's just the way it goes. They're not playing the market or rigging it in any way. And, you know, that makes it a halal investment, right? When we mm -hmm. are taking part of the gains as well as the losses, we're, we're a part of the risk. But obviously, they, as an institution, like larger financial institutions and investment houses, are going to be risk averse, and they're not going to jump into the newest, biggest thing. It's going to be, what is it, start slow, start low and go slow, and then, you know, invest based on that. So I think they're still going to be really conservative about it and not do a lot of high risk stuff. But I can speak to specifically which investments they're making. No, that's exactly what my uh, question was, that it's uh, Sharia compliant, avoiding the <clears throat> non-halal things. And uh, one of the questions I get asked is uh, usually there's a higher expense ratio with uh, these funds. And uh, that's true. It's because they have to do extra work to make sure that the fund is uh, or the stock that they're picking is compliant with Islamic values. They're not dealing with tobacco, alcohol, other things. So it does require more work. So expenses ratios are typically higher with uh, things like Vanguard and Fidelity, which basically just pick a S&P 500 index or another index to follow. Um, so it ends up uh, being lower expense ratio. 
so th th that's good. Thank you. Um, and then how uh, the charities uh, will be IR registered charity so that everybody gets a tax benefit as well, which is one of the biggest expense we have in this country. So can you talk a little bit more about who the charities are, how they'll apply and how they'll be selected? So we're gonna open up the application pro um, process, I believe in July, correct, Osma? Mm -hmm. And they have to be an American-based organization. Um, they can have you know, charitable arms in other parts of the world, but their actual um, documentation needs to be um, American. And quite frankly, anybody that has you know, long-term sustainability, they're, they're um, open to you know, having us look into their their credibility, their other offering, you know, other things that they actually participate in. Anybody is actually open to, and we're not even keeping it Muslim specific, is my understanding. Um, so anybody, so if you have a really good friend that you know is a doing great work for the communities, or you benefit, you know, send them our way. Um, have them be part of the application pro, pro, um, process, and then then I believe the voting members they they. Um, give presentations and the voting members get to look at all their documentations and their paper. And that's when we actually put it to vote. And then the top three will then um, get chosen for the dis dispersal of funds. Um, am I missing anything? Osma, she's more involved in the nitty gritty. <laughs> I get to do the fun stuff, like create the logo. And, and do the marketing and pretty stuff. Marketing yeah. stuff. I get to do all of that. That's her wheelhouse. Brain. Yeah. That's my wheelhouse. And she's great at it. Alhamdulillah. So, we have not finalized the application yet. And to be honest, I haven't even looked at it because there's very specific things that I want to see these nonprofits doing and very specific plans that I want to see coming from them, like sustainability, longevity, what are their actual programs? Um, so we're trying to, I, we're trying to beef up the application a little bit so that, yeah, it will require them to submit a little bit more documentation, but then that way we can make a better informed decision about who gets the money, right? So mm -hmm. we're not just blindly writing checks anymore. We're intentionally um, choosing charities who are very intentional. They're good stewards with the money that we're giving them. So we want to make sure that they've got a plan, a really robust plan of action. Um, I would like to see a five-year plan coming out of them, but I have to convince the rest of the leadership to do that as well. But yeah, they uh, once we open the application, it'll just be online, very easy. So just like you would apply for any other grant, these nonprofits who are very grant writing savvy usually will be able to do it. But what we really want to see or who we really want to see applying is those really good nonprofits that are working at grassroots levels and working on shoestring budgets because we all know the huge names in the Muslim nonprofit industry, right? And so they never, well, they will say they have difficulty getting money because their donations fell by 30% over the last year as well. But they have giant, very deep pockets. But there's very good smaller nonprofits that are doing amazing work that is not getting the attention that it deserves. They're doing work in racial justice. They're doing work in education. They're doing work in um, crisis management for Muslim families um, and uh, mental health. So, you know, we've learned this year how critical that is. And I'm talking just this year 2021. So we would like to see those um, nonprofits applying, particularly if they're women-led, particularly if they're the smaller boys on the playing field, smaller girls on the playing field. Uh, we want to we want to talk about them. We want to hear from them, and we would like to be able to vote and fund them. Okay.
Okay, awesome. So I'd like to summarize what we talked about so far. So what we're trying to do is pool our money together. And the deadline for this year is June 30th. We want to get our money together by June 30th. The minimum to get a vote is $420, but you can contribute any amount that you like, less or more. And then we will have that money invested and charities will be applying by July. And then the members who have contributed at least $420 will get a vote in picking which charity will get this money. And the charities are U.S. registered nonprofit organizations. So you also get a tax benefit with your donation as well. Did I miss something? There Now, some of these organizations and charities are not necessarily nonprofits. Okay. But um, as somebody who works with different charities, um, I have operated with those charities under the arm of a nonprofit. So we can use that nonprofit's tax ID number. And so we would encourage those, especially smaller charities doing the good work, even if you don't have nonprofit status, apply under the arm of a nonprofit that you are friendly with, that you have good rapport and relationships with, and you can still win the money that way. Um, what would end up happening is the money would be distributed to that nonprofit who would then be trusted to write the check to you or disperse the funds to you as the smaller charity. Um, and then the non the reason we get a tax deduction from our $420 or more here is because the AMCF is the nonprofit holder, the financial institution that's holding this money. And they're the ones that are cutting the receipt for cutting the checks and then writing the receipt to us. So we get um, that tax benefit from the AMCF giving us the tax receipt. Okay. Yeah, that's another important point that just because an organization is listed as for profit doesn't mean they're not doing any good work. Exactly. Just they haven't gone through the extra loops to register with the IRS as nonprofit. Okay. A lot um, of work to register as a nonprofit. <laughs> yes, a lot, a lot more. Yeah. And a lot more money involved too. too. Exactly. <laughs> and the thousands of dollars and so much paperwork. Yes. Okay. Any other points you guys would like to add? Well, we encourage anybody who has any additional questions or concerns or just wants to get more information to contact us at Mommy Well Muslim Podcast on Instagram. We're also on Facebook, Mommy Well Muslim DM us anytime. Or you can get more information at amuslimcf.org backslash women's. That's with an S, GC. Um, and they have all of the information that we're saying on that website. It's not uh, super eye-friendly, so you'll have to we're expand. Yeah, we're working on that. That save us will have, so she's going to make it all pretty and nice. But our big ask is if you like what we're saying, we would like you to tell 20 friends about the Giving Circle and convince them to join um, by June 30th. And you can do that on that website that we just listed. Um, there is an option to um, have, you, if you're giving zakat, for instance, and you want your zakat money, $420 to go, there's a box to click to make sure that your funds will be directed only to the zakat eligible nonprofits that are applying. So if that's important for people, then 
please do click that box there. So there's an option of not just giving sadaqah, but also giving your zakat um, to the Women's Giving Circle. I know a lot of people want to expedite their zakat distribution because it is Ramadan and you want to get that out. And it is the sunnah to get it out before the end of Ramadan. And in that case, maybe just save your sadaqah money for the giving circle and put your zakat towards whatever immediate needs there are right now in the community. But some people are willing to put their zakat forward and wait until September for it to be distributed. And if that's okay with you, then, you know, more power to you. And the, the, the last thing that I'll say is, you know, we're, we're really planting the seeds of a long-term sustainable movement and it's female led it's mom led and mom focused in the sense that we understand what we have to leave behind for our children. So we invite everybody to come and join us on this mission. And we hope to see you all there. Amen. Amen. Yay, thank you so much. And I am praying this leads to something much, much bigger, inshallah. Amen. Thank you again for taking your time today to talk about this. And inshallah, I'll talk to you guys soon. Awesome. Thanks for having us. This is really awesome. Thanks, Emma. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum.